Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So today's podcast is the season two finale of Castaway. How did that happen? We started out the series recording in studio and then lockdown due to COVID-19 happened and everyone's world changed. But the podcast community powered through and I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who listened, rated, reviewed and contacted me to say how much they enjoyed it because I've loved it so much. We extended the series by four episodes thanks to how much support we got and it definitely helped me the last few weeks. What a final episode we have for you today a podcast queen BBC Radio 1 Live Lounge presenter passionate music lover and my good mate Clara Ampho who like me adores podcasts we chat about Clara's own podcast The City which celebrates stories from some of London's most recognisable names including the national treasure Louis Theroux Clara's incredibly diverse podcast recommendations include Thirst Aid Kit, which inspires a great discussion between us around our crushes and how it's important for women to lust, as well as the pop culture podcast Who Weekly, which, true story, was also recommended to me by Lena Dunham. This is a personal favourite episode of mine uh, with lots of laughs and chat. And again, I just want to take this time to say thank you for keeping me company the past 12 weeks. Thanks to all my guests and the team at Mags Creative, who I couldn't do this without. And thank you to my other half, who let me invade his games room to record. We'll be back for season three soon. But for now, I'll leave you to enjoy the brilliant Clara Ampho on Castaway, the podcast about podcasts. Clara Ampho, welcome. Are you Laura Whitmore, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm all good, you know, isolation situation, all of that. I'm just in my flat. It's a mess. Do you know what? It's one of those things where I think I've never felt without getting too schmaltzy that look, it's, it's real life. I never felt more hashtag blessed as I do now, counting blessings very, very deeply. I mean, look, I'm still very lucky like yourself to, to still be able to, to, to work. But also, you know, I have got a lot of uh, anxiety about about my loved ones and about my mum and my newborn nephew and I'm just like <laughs> I think it's just that it's just that balance isn't it of of trying to stay focused and trying to stay positive but also <laughs> being very aware that we're in the middle of a, of a bit of a crazy time so you know just trying to stay in the zone and it's completely natural that you know some days are better than other days obviously you can still work which is brilliant to have that creative outlet and and also you've been baking you've been doing lots of different things to keep yourself (laughs) occupied while you're at home I have, do you know, I made a cheesecake the other day and it is my pride and joy and I'm going to make another one. I think I'm going to make a Lotus Biscoff one because last oh. one I made was a was peanut butter Oreo one. Obviously other brands and spreads are available, Huns, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so important that we still have these outlets, that they're still going, radio's going, podcasting is going. And I know for you, you're a big podcast fan. I love podcasts so much to the point where, and I was actually starting to feel a bit guilty, actually. I was listening to podcasts more than music at one point. I think it's it's leveled out again now, but there was a point where, because, you know, like, you know, listening to music is my job and listening to new music is really important. But there was a point where I was just like, oh, 
could listen to someone's new album, but also really want to catch up my new favourite podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just love the art of it. I love conversations. I, I run a lot and I, I definitely recommend running to podcasts because I think it just helps you zone out a bit more. And, you know, by the time you've, you've finished one, you've like ran like five to 10 K without having to be really conscious of it or being distracted by a song with like a heavy beat that might put you on a different pace. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I'm completely the same. I got into podcasts when I was training to do a half marathon. Now, Clara, I never even ran a 5k. Actually, I don't think I even ran a 3k at that stage. So I was like, how am I going to build myself up to this? So I got into podcasts because I realized with songs, I was counting songs. I was like, okay, that's about a three minute, four minute song. How many more songs do I have to do? And then I thought, you know what? Listen to an hour podcast or half hour podcast and the time just flies. Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, what well, the average song is about three minutes for a dorky, geeky radio people. Shout out because I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they say the perfect, the perfect radio song is three minutes and 30 seconds. I, ideally, that, that that's always been the sort of old school mm-hmm. mentality towards songs to radio. So, yeah, you can't help but think, hang on, okay, so I don't know, New Rules by Dua Lipa. That's about three minutes, 47. <laughs> if I listen to that three times, oh God, I've only done like two minutes of running. Oh my God, oh my God. But then, yeah, when, you, when you're in a conversation, it's, it's yeah, the time just goes, like just yeah. goes and it's great. You do say, uh, you said there earlier on, like you love conversations and you're, I mean, it's your job. You're, you're, you interview people um, and uh, you talk to people. Have you always been that person? Have you always been that chatty, outgoing, curious person? Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the fifth out of six children. So I've got sort of, I'd say not middle child syndrome, but yeah, fifth out of six, <laughs> fifth out of six child syndrome. Like, you know, I had to make sure that I got, I got, I got heard mm-hmm. in my, in my house. But yeah, I've, I've just always loved chatting to people and always, I've always loved listening to people's conversations that, you know, it's just, we're layered people, human beings. I mean, mm-hmm. not everyone is as they seem and that, and that's not a negative thing at all. And I think with, with podcasts, you just kind of, yeah, you just get a better insight to people you know there's there's so many people like you know well-known figures or you know people that we don't hear about so much behind the scenes who have been given these amazing platforms just to just to share themselves with other people and it's it's really powerful and I think I've always had that interest I mean look as a kid I was obsessed with talk shows I, like, mm-hmm. I love talk shows I'd watch anyone going what were you watching when you were younger I mean Ovi obsessed with with uh, Oprah Ovi of like she's just she's just the queen of it all oh my gosh like mm-hmm. Sally Jesse Raphael Jenny Jones oh Any- my god I remember her <gasps> right, yes. right right oh, right right memories yeah just yes. like just yeah, like just old school like like you know like yeah. sky and cable tv because mm-hmm. like you, we weren't getting those on terrestrial tv and I remember thinking mm-hmm. what is this and like even the tacky ones I mean arguably tacky but guilty pleasure like Jerry Springer Maury you know yeah. you are not the father like, oh. yeah Yes. Any any kind of oh, like Ricky talker. Lake, remember yeah, Ricky exactly. Lake? Go Ricky, Ricky go Lake. Ricky. Yeah, go Ricky. Go, like <laughs> any of that. And you know, in the car with my dad, we would just listen to like a lot of like speech radio, but as well as mm-hmm. music radio. So I was just always absorbing like conversation, whether it was about like you know music or who's the father. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> I was a geek in high school. Look at me now. Like <laughs> any of that, I was just yeah on it. You said you felt like you were cheating on music with podcasts. You have given me a list of recommendations um, of some of your favourite podcasts. And there is definitely a common theme of music running through all of them. So don't feel too bad. You're, you're, not, you're not full on cheating. Whew. 
Thank you. Thank, thank you for uh, easing, easing my conscience. I feel like you need to go on Jerry Springer and just announce it and say, I'm sorry, music. Yeah. I was, I, thinking, of you the, I was thinking of you the whole time I was yeah. listening to the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Before I look at your recommendations, I want to say, first of all, congratulations on your own podcast, This City. Uh, what made you uh, decide to do that? Thank you very much. I decided to do it just because, again, I'm nosy and, mm-hmm. I, and I love London. And I just think it's such... It's, you know, it's the city. I mean, look, obviously all cities are amazing and all cities are valid. And I do have plans to roll it out, FYI. But, you know, I started London because, you know, that's where I live. It's who I am. It's where I'm mm-hmm. from, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's just that city that, that, that brings out a story in everyone. And I think the great thing about the guests that I've had on is that, and I say this at the start of it, you know, whether you were born here or whether you've made it your second home, it's about what it's done for you. And, you know, I spoke to Lovely and Chuti Gatwa, who plays Eric in Sex Education. Mm-hmm. And he's got the most amazing story you know from Rwanda to Scotland to London and, and and what it's done for him but then you know I also spoke to Little Sims who's like London born and bred like North London girl who's gone from like rapping to acting like a bit of modelling here and there like she, she does it all and like they, they both gave me like two completely different stories and you know had Louis through on who's just you know I was like hang on did you interview me or did did I interview you like, what I, I remember <laughs> that that was an amazing episode because he's just a natural interviewer he started asking you questions midway through honestly I was like hang on what's, what's, what's going on here like, like okay, but, he, but yeah, he's just he's just brilliant. I could I could have spoken to him for like hours and hours and hours. Yeah. In fact, we did. We had to we had to get a cute edit in. But but yeah, if everyone's got a different London story to tell, so it's it's just been really cool to kind of get underneath people's tube journeys and mm-hmm. and emotional journeys. Compared with LA, London is perfectly safe. I mean, you don't have to mind. give me your your postcode, but what what's your route? Like, what what are the things you enjoy taking happy, in on your sort? I'll be of happy a... to give you my postcode. It Great. doesn't narrow it down that much. NW six. <laughs> okay, NW six. Which would be a uh, test that for you. is not Camden because that's NW one. You you're stalling. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's stop. Stop it. I'm saying you are Kenzel Rice. That's NW10. Okay, come on then. All right, Postcode King. Oh, no, it's not far off. NW6 is basically Kilburn Queens Park. All right, okay. So today... What's your postcode? I'm in, I'm in E8. You should have said E8 and then tested me to see if I knew where it was. Damn. So if, you, if you're from E8, is there a snappy moniker for that? Like, I'm just from Hackney. Well, I'm not you know, from Hackney. People say N-dubs, right? But, yeah. But is there no, does that not exist for any, any other postcode? I haven't heard any nicknames of Hackney. And I, no, I heard one sort of raw guy on the bus once call it Hackers, which I which literally made me physically recall. You didn't like that. Hackers. I don't, I don't like that. But I, I've I, been, was try, I grew up in Wandsworth, which never really had a... Um, SW18, S-dubs. We didn't really, you know, in American rap, it was always, oh, I'm from Sacktown. You know what I mean? There were, yeah. In general, Shy town you, you, There were like... Dirty South. Dirty South. Yeah. And so in London, but we didn't really, in London, we struggled with that. I had friends who lived in Putney, so I tried to, for <laughs> a while, using rhyming slang, saying like, you're going over to Mango, Mango Chutney. Really? Yeah, it didn't catch on. I actually know what, that doesn't surprise me. It did me. not catch on. 
for me, listen to if someone who wasn't born in London, was born in another country, but has made London their home for the last 12 years. I really connected with it because, as you said, there's a lot of people who aren't from here. But London is just, I know, for me, one of those cities that it's now my it's my home. And at some stage, I'll probably end up have lived here more than I've lived back in Ireland. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, there's, I think there's just this Dick Whittington sort of romanticism or mythology of like, you know, someone strolling through the streets wide-eyed like, oh my gosh, I'm in London. Like, you know, <laughs> like I just love that, that image of the people that I've spoken to, just of what it's done for them. So yeah, you'll have to come on soon. Yes, definitely. Also London for like what it is and all its good points and bad points. Uh, Louis Theroux mentions, I think, you, I think you offered to get him a car into studio, but he, he wants to cycle. But then he talks about how He's had two bicycles stolen within 48 hours. I'm like, yeah, that's London for you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just fun. And also, I just, he didn't wear a helmet, which I was very upset about. I was like, so and I also, well done, well done for bringing that up because you brought that up because you could have said nothing and you went, I noticed there's no helmet with your bike. Yeah, and now if anybody sees him out and about and they listen to the podcast, I want them to pull him up mm-hmm. on his safety because he must be protected at all costs. So, you know. He must be. A national treasure must be protected. That's it. Who would be your dream person to have on? And it doesn't have to be for the city of London, for any city. What city Ooh. would you like to talk through with anyone? You know what? Outside of the UK, I would definitely love to do a New York one mm. just because, you know, like, again, New York's just got those parallels where it's just that city where people go you know, like just to, just to quote unquote, to be somebody mm-hmm. and to make it. So I think if I was going to do it in New York, or do you know, I'd probably want to talk to somebody like, you know, like Chloe, Chloe Sevigny. Oh, I love her. The coolest, the coolest woman I mean, ever. I just love how she dresses. Love oh, her she's acting. fab. Just, she just had a baby, yeah. actually. Um, but I just think she's such an interesting actor and she's just New York to the core. Like my brother's married to a New Yorker and uh, when they got married a couple of years ago, we went to their reception, which was in a local pizza parlor, obviously, in Chinatown, so New York. <laughs> and, Chloe, and Chloe was, uh, she was sat in the uh, restaurant next door and I was like, oh my God, it's Chloe. But yeah, you know, she like she's really cool. Like She's somebody that I would... I would definitely uh, like to talk to. But I think inside the UK, I think Manchester. I mean, Manchester yeah. is just a city that has just got, I mean, there's so much heart mm. and so much depth and so many icons who've come out of there. Like, I just, I wouldn't know where to start. I mean, mm. you know, do you talk to like one of the Gallagher's, obviously you can't get them both together. Do you speak on a more serious note? Do you speak to somebody who was, uh, you know, at the Ariana show and mm. how that's affected them since? Like, there's, there's so many stories to tell and so many amazing people that have come out of there. So I think, yeah, UK, Manchester and America, New York, for sure. And no one's story is the same for a city. And and even just listen from the London story, like I mentioned, like Louis Theroux, and I found out Louis doesn't actually live that far away from me. So now I'm going to be a bit stalkerish and just kind of look around and see if I see a man cycling with no helmet. But then you've got someone like, (laughs) you've got someone like Mark Ronson, who uh, I think, do you meet him in Chilton Firehouse? So uh, he he was staying there. That's his, that's Of course, of course. That's his local, uh, yeah, his local hotel. (laughs) Casual. Yeah, he was staying there. But I met Mark, oh gosh, I want to say about eight or nine, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. But he used to DJ sometimes at a club night that a couple of friends of mine run called Yo-Yo, which mm-hmm. is like this wicked old school, like hip hop and R&B night used to happen in uh, Notting Hill Arts Club. They still put it on occasionally, like one off. But yeah, you know, again, he had a really interesting story just because like he is that that mishmash of like London and New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can hear it in the way he speaks. But, um, but yeah, it was really interesting talking to him and just how, like, you know, where where he truly calls home your first podcast does have that music influence and it is uh i'm a big fan of ramesh ranganathan anyway very funny man but especially this particular one because this is hip-hop saved my life 
I love this podcast so much. I mean, I love Ramesh. Ramesh is hilarious. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, surprise, professional comedian. <laughs> Thank God, it'd be terrible if he wasn't. Right, right, right. But um, where did me and Ramesh first meet, actually? I can't remember where we first met. No, do you know what it was? I had listened to the podcast because I was such a fan and I DM'd him straight up and I was like yo let me come on because I I, I feel like I need to be on this so wait you listened you listened to the podcast and yeah. that's how you, that's why you contacted him yeah that's how we first I got chatting that. that's how we first got chatting I, I DM'd him and I was just like your podcast is wicked I think I'd added him in it because I'd shared the episode that I really enjoyed and he was like oh thanks for the love and I was like yeah uh, can I come on please <laughs> just because I think it's, it's such a great concept and for yeah. me my favourite episodes of it are the ones where he's not talking to rappers when he's talking to people that you know that yeah on professional rappers I think for me those are the true gems because it's just such a great way to see how this art form has has related to different people like Edith Bowman's episode is is wicked mm-hmm. there's a great episode with 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 Catherine Ryan which is really really good and it's just yeah it's just it's just such a great insight into people's again people's lives but just told via via this medium it's just it's just really really interesting. Yeah, as you said, you mentioned some people there that you necessarily wouldn't think would show up on a hip hop podcast, but also the power and influence of, of hip hop over the years. What hip hop artists have really influenced you? Oh, gosh. I mean, oh, so, so many. I mean, like hip hop music is just, it just means so much to me. Mm-hmm. It's just, well, it's, it, it's, you know, it, it's poetry, it's political, it's party music. It's, it's date music. It can be whatever. And I think, you know, for a genre mm-hmm. that was called a fad, when it started, you know, so many naysayers and it has become a culture and a business that has, that has lasted over 30, like coming up to, yeah, 40 years. Like it's incredible, you know, do you know, the Jamie Redknapp episode was really good, actually. <laughs> that was wicked. Again, like his knowledge is like, mm-hmm. it was so surprising and so passionate and such an, it's such an enjoyable listener. And I, and I love how Ramesh like, brings that out of people, you know. And there was one I remember listening to, Ramesh and Dynamo. And it was just so interesting, Dynamo growing up and how he always felt the outsider. He was very badly bullied when he was younger. And then finding magic and also hip hop music and certain artists. And he was like, when you get, you know, when you kind of strip back the bullshit sometimes that's surrounded by hip hop and the bravado and, you know, the big cars and all that, like the actual meaning behind it. And there was like certain artists that really helped him kind of get through really tough stages in his life. And I I just actually kind of got me into hip hop artists that I didn't know about beforehand. And it's a brilliant listen. Some of my friends from school uh, who were... They were they were the cooler kids and just you know they were they always had like the coolest music and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I just wanted to be kind of part of that group, so I kind of adopted hip hop. Almost of forced that. yourself to like it. Yeah, yeah. But like then through it, um, I felt like I learned so much. Like because if you know the good artists, you know people even like Tupac, you know they it's very well read and you know yeah. he teaches but it's a lot of it's about history you know it's about you know you actually get to hear about what people are really going through if you li- if you listen past the you know the the cliches you know the, the swearing the talking about girls talking about you know yeah. what boring and all that sort of stuff yeah. if not you actually, girls bitches man yeah. exactly yeah. yeah you know if, if you listen if you kind of listen past that and find get to the good stuff then there's actually you know a lot of super intelligent people in hip hop that yeah. are worth learning from I mean my favourite artist today uh, at the moment was well, two but my favourite UK artist who is he just educates me all the time is Akala yeah 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 like yeah, you know if yeah. the kids at school it should be syllabus but they have to listen to Akala's yeah, yeah. five in the booth because like that's an education right yeah. there
You know, I think still, even though Mm -hmm. the culture has been around for so long, there is still this perception of bravado. But then, you know, that's born out of the fact that, you know, a lot of hip hop artists come from, you know, working class backgrounds or in some cases like extreme poverty. Mm -hmm. And it's that thing of like, okay, so when you when you make a bit of cash, you're going to show off. It's like, yeah, look, I made it. There's definitely also been a more conscious side, a more more Mm -hmm. political side, a, a more romantic side, which doesn't always get the attention, you know, that... That, that pop culture likes to give like to the other side of things like you know and it's so funny how it's trickled down so much of things that we say casually like even like the phrase like bling you know mm-hmm. you'll see that it said on like QVC on the shopping channels like <laughs> that is so amazing and hilarious to me like that yeah. how, how this culture has affected a, a commercial shopping channel that is the incredible um, Ramesh Ranganathan and I think it's been going for yeah about five years now that mm. podcast has been going for quite a while it's a great one so, check it yeah, out yeah for ages so we're going to move on to your next one, which is also music influence. And the writer is with Ross Golan. And I didn't know who Ross was before this podcast. Yeah, but so he's he- written for everybody. I absolutely love this podcast because, again, I think, you know, as, as a music lover, you know, music broadcaster, I've always been obsessed with songwriters mm-hmm. more than artists, actually, I would say, over the years, just because, you know, I mean, obviously there are artists who definitely write their own songs, but I think there are so many unsung heroes, no pun intended, who, yeah, who don't, who don't get the shine that they deserve. And, and to be honest, some of them don't want that, which is in itself really refreshing. But, you know, for me, I'm still somebody that has, even I've chucked out loads of my CDs, you know, rituals, was was getting a CD and getting the notes and just like just scanning it to see who wrote what, who played the drums uh, here. Thank you. Know, that was always my favourite part of getting a CD. And I would love to kind of see like, the re- you know, the repeated names mm-hmm. across different projects. But, okay, so so-and-so produced that. Oh, and they worked on this album. Oh, and they wrote that. And I think, you know, this podcast is such a great celebration of that. And he, and he just speaks to absolutely everyone and it's just and it's just so cool like hearing all the stories behind like these these big hits you know just to big up those people that don't always get the praise that that they deserve you mentioned the cds thing there that you've gotten rid of i've got so many cds clara i've got so many i can't they're like babies i can't get rid of them i don't listen to them i I do i still have a cd player and i still have a dvd player i'm like old school but i don't use them and i'd like you i love the sleeve i remember the first thing i used to do when i'd buy an album was open the sleeve up go through like the thank yous go through who wrote songs i remember when guy chambers was really famous because he wrote all the songs with robbie Mm. williams and he was like oh who is this super famous songwriter and um I remember years ago when One Republic were were in the charts a lot and Ryan Tedder came on. But like Ryan Tedder is probably best known for writing Beyonce songs and Adele songs as much as his own band. And I became obsessed with songwriters. Exactly. That's the thing. And it's it's just, it's such a gift, like, you know, to be able to sing in itself is an amazing thing. But to put pen to paper, some people have got a God-given talent, like to pluck certain words together, form them into sentences that just make things that just imprint on us for life. It's amazing. I always wondered, though, do you ever think they get a bit pissed off? Like, imagine, like, writing a song for Dua Lipa and then she gets really famous with it and everyone knows that song and they all assume that she's written it because a lot of people assume that the artists write the songs Mm. Um, and a lot of the time they do but imagine doing that and then not getting the glory do you ever think I don't know I always think like do songwriters get a little bit pissed off because a lot of them started out wanting to be oh real talk oh absolutely I I definitely know songwriters who still absolutely want to be you know want to be artists and stars in their own Mm -hmm. right and and I completely get that because again it's like you've got this God-given talent and yeah you want to you want to get your you want to get your roses but then 
And I also know songwriters who are like, don't even look at me. Don't talk to me. Let me just, here's a song and go for it. And I'll tell you a great example of that. And she's only just really started coming out of her shell. I'm sure you know who I'm about to say, but um, mm-hmm. Sia is a fantastic yes. example of that. You know, she was singing with Zero Seven for years, like very, very low key. You know, mm-hmm. she was, she's been putting out music as a solo artist for ages, but was very much like, look, take my songs, but don't pay attention to me when I'm going to the shops. I'm not trying to be out here on the front cover of any magazine. Mm-hmm. I just want to write my songs, collect my check and mind my business. And like slowly but surely, she's been coming out of her shell, but even still she's got a wig covering her face. Yeah, and like, but, you wouldn't, we'd have no idea who she was if she was walking down yeah. the groceries tonight. Like with no idea. Unless you're a super, super fan, you probably wouldn't even know it was her. And like, and I think that's pretty amazing. I think that's kind of magical, you know. But yeah, I can completely get and would understand like why some artists like still want to get their time to shine because again to write a song and to have it affect people mm-hmm. must be such an amazing feeling you want in on that <laughs> for sure the ego's then, like come on give me give me I know and like I'm looking at um, as I said Ross Golan um, who hosts The Writer Is this podcast like I, I wasn't familiar with the name but I'm looking at the list Clara of people you've worked with and, and I mean Demi Lovato Justin Bieber Nicki Minaj um, Keith Urban James Blunt CeeLo Green quite a mix of people and I love it because that's why no one says no to him when he, when he asks them to come <laughs> to come on the podcast. It's a safe space because I think, you know, the way he conducts the conversations, it's just, yeah. it's very honest. It's very open. I think he understands that possible frustration with some of them, which is like, look, no, let me get some respect to put on my name. I need people to know mm-hmm. that, that I did that. Julia Michaels. Um, Julia, like, because she's this incredible uh writer but she's this incredible artist i saw her perform the other night she was very kind and invited me up um when she was opening for for pink at the staples center we got up and did um peer pressure um so i've really experienced her fully as an artist now as well as mainly beforehand experiencing her as a writer and um she's obviously very young in in this whole experience she's only like in her early 20s and um she's achieved so much so she's totally wise beyond her years and we both meet brilliant writers who've been doing this for all sorts of numbers of years but to find somebody so um so talented and and successful so young with such a wise head on her shoulders she's taught me even in the time I've known her a lot about I guess what I want to do going forward and how I want to be as an artist and a writer so pretty indispensable she's a huge heart yeah big time and I think there's that thirst as well just for us as listeners to kind of know what goes on behind closed doors in the music industry because it's a side that we don't really see or get to see and you know I'd never heard of that podcast before so thank you Clara oh because I knew you were gonna like it I was like she's good she's good I like it I'm in it I'm in it now (laughs) with with the recommendations here I love it I do it selfishly for myself as well and every now and then I message different people online and uh, one person who I really want to get on the podcast but I actually haven't asked her yet because I'm too scared to ask her is Lena Dunham because I know she loves podcasts. She DM'd me randomly. I was like, oh my God. And uh, I actually asked her what podcasts to, would she recommend me listening to? Because again, I'm like, if this is someone I really like and I just think she's a genius and I love her writing, I was like, I wonder what she listens to. And she said, a podcast that's on your recommendations, which is Who Weekly. Oh my gosh. I love Who Weekly so much. I'm, so, I'm obsessed with it. So basically, it's a podcast that's dedicated to deciphering and celebrating pop culture's greatest and, let's be honest, sometimes not so greatest, who's and them's. And and everything you need to know about celebrities, you don't know. And it's hosted by brilliantly by Bobby Finger and Lindsay Weber. Tell me a little bit about this podcast, Claire. I love this podcast. It, it genuinely makes me laugh out loud 
every time I listen to it. And it's, 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 you know, when you listen to those podcasts, you think, where have you been in my life? Because mm-hmm. these are conversations that I have with myself. Mm-hmm. And so to hear two people, you know, think about and discuss things that I'm always like, yeah, I just, it just makes me laugh so much. So this podcast does a great job at exploring just the bonkers nature of what it is to be a quote unquote celebrity and the, and the levels of it and the, and the silly politics of it. They focus on the difference between who's and them. So like, for example, Beyonce, them, right? Let's just say Cindy Crawford, very much a them, Dua Lipa, a them. But then again, this is no shade. This is no shade, but like, I don't know. They might mention an actor who was in, I don't know, a sitcom in the, in the early 2000s and people will be like, sorry, who? Yeah. <laughs> and then you have to remind yourself, like, oh my God, yes. And then it's all about the conversation around that. But then like current who's, it's so shady, but but in a loving way, like it's it's definitely not a malicious listen at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's very cheeky. Like they're never, they're never horrible to anybody, but it's, it's just, it's very cheeky. And the, the funny thing is they've actually had people that they've discussed call up before to join in the conversation. Lena called up actually mm-hmm. one episode um, because everyone who's involved in the business being like, look, this is silly. We all know it's silly. So let's get into it. And last night I, when I was getting into bed. I was like, I'm going to listen to another episode of, of Who Weekly. I said to Ian, I was like, do you mind if I just play this loud? And he's like, yeah, yeah, fine. So as I was playing Who Weekly, he did, the whole time he kept saying, who who are they talking about? But but who who is that? And I'm like, this is exactly the point That's of the, the podcast. Point, That's the point. Exactly. They've got a section called what what's Rita Ora doing? And oh yeah. my god. I'm sure she's aware, like and, yeah. I, and I'm sure she gets it. Like because yeah. they, they genuinely like love her. And the thing is, yeah. Rita is fucking fab though. Like Rita yeah. is First and foremost is an amazing vocalist, which I don't think yeah. she always gets enough chops for. She's a brilliant singer, but she's really good at being famous. Like she's she really good at it. Like she's. Fun. I think there's there, there's about three Rita Ors. That's yeah. that's what I think. I mean, because there's no way she can be everywhere. No, well, is. this is it, and you will never hear that girl complain. You will never ever ever hear her be like, "Oh my god!" Da, 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 da. Yeah. Like she just she just ha- she's just having a laugh, and mm-hmm. um, and then and that, that section they have dedicated to her is, is brilliant. Because I think that, you know, in obviously we know and love her in, in the UK, but I think Americans perceive her a little bit differently, hence mm-hmm. why they've got that bit dedicated to her. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita's getting nostalgic, first of all. She's been posting a lot of, like, just throwback performances because, like, old concert footage. Not concert, but, like, um, festival footage of her singing. And she's like, uh, she was singing Anywhere, Anywhere Away With You. Thanks for having me be a part of Best of Capital, Capital Fitchell. I can't wait to do this again. And it's, like, it's an old She's doing photo. every single performance that she's asked to do in quarantine. Like she also is like saying yes to everything. She's I saw singing she was, with Liam. She's also like hanging out with lots of cute animals. She's hanging with a lot of cute animals because again, they're in the country in the UK with her friends in that Airbnb or whatever. And they're kind of riling up the locals. Never forget, we talked about how the locals are getting mad at her. Um, yeah, so she's toning it down, but they're sure. doing like, they're finding activities. And a few days ago, they hung out with some pigs at a farm. And now they hung out. They're hanging out with puppies at some, I don't know, puppy giveaway, kennel. I don't know. Best Sunday ever. <laughs> puppy it's, giveaway. The cute, it's the cutest puppies. And she's cuddling with them. It says puppy Sunday. 
Um, she also befriended alpacas in a tribal print poncho leggings and her favorite Adidas, mm-hmm. which was not on her Instagram. It was one of the people she's quarantined with, I think. It's a designer named Jana Sasha. I went on Instagram. She doesn't have any followers. She seems very fun, but that's where the photo of Rita she's in a, a poncho. She's a fun, cool she's designer fun with, um, with coral hair. Yeah, she's fun. She seems very fun. Yeah. And she hung out with alpacas. It's like, what else is there to do in the country? Uh-huh. She's bored, um, you can tell. She's very... She's oh, she's over so miserable. it. She's so over it. She hates it. It is just brilliant. And, and also, they've got this really great um, sub-section that they do, where they do special episodes, like once every quarter, called Who Dat? And it's dedicated <laughs> to Black Who's and Black Them. So they get, they get their two correspondents from the Black community. I, I forget the name of the, one, one of the women, but one of them's called um, Amina. She's brilliant. And they talk about, like, Black Who's and Black Them's. And it's just it's just really, really fun. I love it. And, and we have to, like, talk about Who's and Them's. It's relative. When I was uh, saying, I was listening to it last night, and Eid was like, Who, Who? You mentioned when you were uh, deciphering between the who's and the them's you say but obviously Beyonce is a them uh, Cindy Crawford is a them uh, I'll go back to a little story of um, a few years ago I was in New York and I was, a friend of mine has a clothing label and she's friends with Cindy Crawford so talk about this situation a small little kind of group of us Cindy Crawford's there I'm going to introduce to her I introduce Cindy Crawford to my boyfriend Ian Sterling and then she walks away and he was like who's that Who's the one with the mole? I said, who's the one with the mole? And I was like, do you know what? I just feel that that podcast he needs to listen to and everyone's a who. Wow. A whole Cindy Crawford. And I was like, Cindy Crawford. And which one's that? And I was like, supermodel. I was like, what? What? I don't know. know. How how does a guy in his 30s not know who Cindy Crawford is? Incredible. I'm worried. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I would like to thank you, uh, Clara Amfo, for bringing this into my life. First aid kit. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I, I feel a little bit naughty. Listen, this is one I listen to alone. <laughs> oh, look, do you know what? First aid kit, I absolutely love. So it's hosted by a very good friend of mine, a brilliant writer, Bim Adewimney. Uh, she's now based in New York, actually. And she hosts it with her friend, Nicole Perkins. And it's just really naughty. And it is a celebration of what it is to fancy people, lust, sexuality and all the fun feelings that go with just being thirsty <laughs> but they've been really really good at just celebrating the fact that women are horny too ah <laughs> oh, yes they are I love it because lust as you said lust is a feeling and uh, thirst aid kit they're saying the word thirst is the performance of that feeling and yeah it's about the way I suppose women express their desire and particularly I don't know going to different stages just as for myself personally as a girl growing up you know you get the teenage years and you don't know why you're so in love with this boy band you know like you're obsessed with them it's this kind of teenage kind of fanatical lust and then you kind of grow up and there's 
different kind of men and Hollywood stars and musicians or it could be the guy who lives down the road that you lust after and the Colin Farrell episode because obviously as an Irish person it resonated with me and his eyebrows and his accent side note side note can we talk about normal people that is it Paul Mescal Paul who plays Connell I listen yeah I binged that shit in a day and I was like wow men men are sligo I'm about I'm here I just apparently apparently it's the most sex on BBC in a drama ever I, I saw a lot of that sex and I definitely agree. And it's okay as a woman to lust after. We don't talk about that enough. We really don't. You know, I think that there is so much pop culture and like songs and, and movies and, and mm-hmm. advertising. So much is put on straight male gaze and mm-hmm. like what men think is like really hot and horny and whatever. And it's like women are horny too. You know, yeah. no matter who you fancy, no matter who you date, we want to get our kicks. And I think this uh, this podcast is just is just a wicked celebration of that. Who do you lust after? Oh gosh, I fancy everyone at the moment. Look, I'm, I'm single. Yeah, how is? Too. Are you are you isolating alone? <laughs> I am. I'm isolating alone. I've been consciously single for a while. I had to had to process an old waste man. That's out why. This is why you watch normal people in in one day, Clara. <laughs> like everyone, look, man. I, I've I've been actively dating for a long time. <laughs> had had some hits. Had some misses. And then like last year I made a decision. I was like, you know what, Clara, take care of yourself. Stop taking rubbish. Stop taking shit. And just concentrate mm-hmm. on you. And I, mm-hmm. I I can honestly say hands on heart, I've had the best year just looking after me and just remembering and mm-hmm. finding out like what I like and taking care of myself. Just living my best life, Laura, you know? It is great. I was going to ask you, who would you like to see talked about in that? But I think we know already it's Paul from uh, Paul Meskel, um, he, the actor from Normal People. Very attractive. Why, what I, is it? What is it about him though? Because he doesn't say an awful lot. Well, I mean, do you know what it is? Like we fall in love with characters, don't we? I mean, I don't mm. know the guy personally. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Because he's on Instagram and I think he put up um, a clip of him playing the piano and singing a song. I was like, oh, Oh God, here we go. Oh, he sings as well. Here, here we go. I mean, I, yeah, he's he's definitely in, in my list. At the moment. I fancy so many. I, I, it's really bad. I fancy like quite a lot of people. I've got a good big crush on Virgil Van Dyke as well. He plays Liverpool. Yeah. he's very attractive. Yeah, he's. Fit. I, I'm in love with Andre Three Thousand. I'm convinced we're going to get married one day. But Andre Three Thousand. I love him. I love him so. Oh, is that much. always? Is that been? Has this been a long? Kind yeah, of this thirst? has just been forever. He's just. He's just mm-hmm. magical. And like one time, I, I was in New York and I went into a pizza parlor and I had a picture of him up there with all the staff with a big slice of pizza and he just looked really angelic and just lovely. But yeah, so I, I could really go on. I fancy a lot of people, but, um, but again, but then that's why this podcast is so good because the way they dissect pivotal moments of, of first like they will talk about particular scenes in a film or a tv show or a picture of them and it's just like yep and i, I love uh, bim and nicole because you kind of just feel like you with your mates oh. aren't you just get a glass of wine have a cup of tea and have a little natter and talk about who you fancy well this is it i think that for anybody wanting an insight into how women talk about <laughs> potential like new crushes potential new boyfriends this that whatever this show is such a great listen yeah and at the end they they do fanfic and it's very like it's very naughty and sort of very sort of like tumblr-esque like teenage fanfic i think with chris evans not obviously not mm-hmm. that one off of the radio from the uk captain america oh, captain yeah. america yeah oh yeah. he was honest he actually he, was. he called them up he was a- actual chris evans like came came on it he was very gracious and very he was such a good sport about it you could tell they were being so giggly around him but yeah. yeah they both made up um stories about him and then and then you have to decide like who wins like i think on their tumblr but um, mm-hmm. that that's always the funny bit we love you guys so much that we conspired <laughs> to have chris evans call us during his lunch break from Listen. the set of one of the last Avengers movies. Kind of chaos here on set. We're in the final week. 
oh. of uh, filming, of filming uh, these Avengers movies, and yeah. uh, everyone's just scrambling. Luckily, we got all of our own inappropriate thirsting out of the way before we talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> but just hearing his voice, the timbre, the mm. just like that laugh, you know, that Listen. little giggle. Ugh. Yeah. That was special. Well, we, we, we won't keep introducing. We'll just, let's just get to it. Um, the first thing we're going to mention, truly, because uh, we have to, is uh, the cap beard. Right. Right. You, you said that like you knew what we were going to ask. Um, right. I don't right. know if you know this, but people fucking love the beard. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good, because I really like it, too. I mean, it was, I, I usually live my life with a beard. I just, I, I'm not a huge fan of shaving, and it provides a little bit of, uh, anonymity at times and um I, I i was really excited that that the russos and, and marvel were willing to kind of give that look a shot i think it's cool i think it kind of it just changes things up we've seen cap the same way so many times he's such a throwback he's such a classic it kind of gives him a little bit of a a modern vibe 72 percent of trailer chat based on the trailer was because of your beard like <laughs> people kept oh, looking really? at, yes yeah. people kept looking at the trailer because of your beard i don't know if you know that but oh. now you do and now you oh, can't wow. unknow it yeah shout out to your beard it's done some it's done some real work you should pay it a separate well, check hey, hey. I, I i wish he were here to thank you but sadly <laughs> he's uh, he's been shaved oh damn it Aww. you uh could easily do it with the other chris evans as well because a lot of people could easy thirst after our Chris Evans in the UK. I mean, personally, not 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 my <laughs> cup of tea. But if you like it, I love it. If you fancy Chris Evans off of radio, <laughs> fantastic. Um, serious question though, because a lot of the, the men and and the the um, the people that they talk about on that show are people that realistically the majority of us will never meet. I know from my job and your job, we get to meet a lot of people and mm-hmm. you get to interview a lot of people. I remember joking with my other half about, you know, in Friends, they have the list of five people yeah. like, that you kind of can laminate and they're like, they're the five people. And uh, Ian's like, we can never have that list because the chances are you will meet them. <laughs> <laughs> so you must, get to, you must get to meet and interview a lot of people that you'd like to thirst after. And then it's different. It kind of takes away the thirst a little bit when you meet them. Yeah, sometimes I'm just like, Clara, you fucking idiot. You were so giggly. You were so, and you try not to be just like hold it down hold yeah. it down like you know always try and be professional but sometimes you just, you just can't help it and then some people you're just like oh you're really just like a normal bloke like okay cool whatever like I almost I almost don't fancy you or you yeah. or the, the, the first kind of changes like, I think there's people that you lust after then you meet them and it becomes more of an admiration and then yeah. especially when they talk about how much they love their wife and kids you're just like oh you're just lovely it becomes a more a more respectful a more refined thirst I think after if they're really nice, you know. Has there ever been an embarrassing interview? Like I remember meeting Dave Grohl, and I was a big fan growing up. I just for some reason I was like I just couldn't stop smiling and and, and grinning. I'm like, oh Laura, play it cool, would you? Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. And and, and yeah, I've interviewed him too, and he just and he brings out of you because he's just such a warm and welcoming kind yeah. of like person. You can't help but smile when he chats to you. Do you know what I mean? He's just got that vibe. But yeah, I think I was a bit like that with Pharrell, actually. Yeah. Because yeah, oh. he's another one. He's always been like a massive like crush. And I'm just, I'm just such a fan of his talent. Mm-hmm. Like he's, you know, like there's, there, I think there was some crazy s- statistic that at one point in like 2004, 2005, like him and his production partner, Chad from Neptunes, they were mm-hmm. on 30% 
of American radio. Like it was stupid. Like all the people they, you know, hits for like Justin, like Britney, like Nas, Khalees, like whatever, just crazy. But yeah, um, meeting him and interviewing him for the first time. Yeah, I was, I afterwards, I was like, oh, for God's sake. Because, you know, when your cheeks hurt so much from smiling, yeah. I, that yeah. was like how I was after I started stopped talking to him. I was like, oh, for God's sake, like you could have just, could have relaxed. <laughs> he was very gracious, but, but yeah, that was definitely a bit of a uh, moment. Um, you've given me some great ones here, so I want to try and squeeze in as many podcasts as I can. Um, the Dissect podcast, particularly the last series, which was just completely dedicated to Beyonce. Yes. So Dissect is a podcast I absolutely love. It's hosted by this guy called Cole Kushner and he's just a massive dork, which I love. I love musicology and I love I love how people will break down things like, oh, you see how this chord sequence goes like this and it's played in, in this minor key because that affects how you think about this. And I'm just like, oh my God, give me more, give me more. <laughs> and it'll, it'll kind of give you a history lesson as well. And the Beyonce series is fantastic and it's all about the Lemonade album. And just the politics behind it. And obviously what Beyonce was going through with Jay-Z and the infidelity and just her sort of rediscovering herself as a woman and it, and you know, and the upset that she caused with Trump's America, shall we say. It's just brilliant storytelling. And there's a series dedicated to Frank Ocean and to Kanye. And it's just, I really would recommend it to anyone because it's just, it's just like a history lesson in, in a podcast. It's great. Yeah, it is. And he does dissect everything. He starts with, do you remember when it went viral, that that footage, that sees whoever, whatever horrible person released it to the public, which they probably shouldn't have, uh, which they definitely shouldn't have. But it was the um, in the lift with Solange and Beyonce and Jay-Z and mm-hmm. that whole thing kicked off. And like, mm-hmm. I think people are due their privacy, but I want to know what was said. Oh, in, of course. Yeah. But come on. One of the biggest stars on the planet her sister and her husband in a lift and her her sister is going at her brother-in-law and these are people who are fiercely private you know fiercely private it's not like Beyonce and Jay-Z are doing like in-depth interviews with with every magazine going like month in month out like they keep themselves themselves so to see that was just it was it was genuinely jaw-dropping I was like what the hell is going on I think the way that um, Cole the host of the podcast starts with that it just immediately gauges your your attention and I've had friends who've said like you know I started one episode thinking I was just gonna do one and then save it for the rest of the week and they just binge the whole (laughs) the whole thing in one go because you just can't stop that's a good podcast, though. You know it's a good podcast if you want to binge it. Mm-hmm. When TMZ leaked the tape a week later, the internet exploded. Memes, think pieces, blog posts, Saturday Night Live even opened their show that week spoofing the incident. Hey, it's me, Beyonce. The tape also got its own unofficial hashtag, what Jay-Z said to Solange which people used to speculate and joke about what caused the fight. The most enduring theory was that Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce and that Solange was standing up for her sister. Many pointed to the fact that throughout the tape, Beyonce appears noticeably indifferent. She makes little to no attempt to stop her sister, which caused people to speculate that Beyonce thought Jay deserved it. Despite the couple's attempts to dismiss the speculation in a press release three days after the leak, the rumor mill continued to churn throughout 2014. There was Jay's alleged affair with a reality TV star, a New York Post report that alleged that the couple was barely on speaking terms, and an Us Weekly cover with an all-caps headline, Beyoncé plans divorce. Enough. Meanwhile, Beyoncé and Jay never addressed these rumors publicly, and by the end of 2014, there was even talk that Beyoncé might be pregnant again and that the couple had renewed their vows. 
But even these rumors were undermined by photos of the two arguing in public and a rumored trial separation request. The truth was, no one really knew what was going on. And no one really would until Jay-Z or Beyonce addressed it directly. And then came April 16th, 2016, and Beyonce's Instagram post heard round the world. The 22nd video contained a single cryptic shot of Beyonce leaned over the hood of a car, her face hidden behind her outstretched arm. There's a hard cut to a black screen, and a title card reads, Lemonade, a world premiere event, next Saturday, HBO. No one knew exactly what this mysterious world premiere event was. Some said a music video or concert. Others guessed a new album. Whatever it was, it became appointment viewing, as nearly 800,000 people tuned in that Saturday night to find out. And what we got was so much more than a music video or album. It was a deeply personal exploration of identity, history, and spirituality. A visionary expression of a woman's journey from betrayal to redemption, from tragedy to triumph, from subjugation to freedom. It was the best-selling album of 2016, a Peabody Award-winning masterwork of visual art. It was Beyonce's Lemonade. Beyonce obviously is incredible. She's had so many great songs. And I mean, he dissects the lyrics so well, too. And she talks about family life and how family makes you who you are. She's a storyteller in her own way. And um, the final podcast I want to talk about is Welcome to Daddy Issues, because I think a lot of us, when we dissect our own lives, a lot of it comes back to to our family. Absolutely. And they're the people who shape us and the people who make us. And this is a podcast that you were on yourself. Yes. So um, Daddy Issues, I just think it's, I think it's genuinely so, it's so important. And it's such a, a honestly and lovingly creative podcast. So Anne Karen started this podcast just to explore the issue of fatherlessness. You know, whether you have mm-hmm. got um, an absentee father, a father who passed away, a father that yeah. you are now estranged from in adult life. She just explores the complexities of that. And it's so, so interesting. Uh, and mm-hmm. I went to discuss bereavement because my dad passed away five years ago. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, 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 it changed my life. And going on that podcast was a proper therapy session, actually, because I'd spoken about my father's passing a lot over the years but I've always Mm -hmm. at the same time I've tried to be very careful with how much I speak about him and who I speak about him too because you know I don't want his memory to be cheapened and I said this actually when I when I shared my episode of her podcast because I think, you know, when you're a public figure and you say something and it's put out there, people are going to want to go back to it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But my dad was mm-hmm. my, my most favourite. I just, you know, I, I adored that man. And I, and so I was very, very careful about who I, who I speak to him about. And I think I was really up for doing this chat because I just listened to other episodes and the conversation is just very honest and very real and very healing, actually. By the end of the podcast, I think we were both, both a little bit teary. <laughs> Because it just, yeah, it it, it definitely opened up a can of worms that I kind of was and wasn't expecting. Hi, everyone. My name is Ingharad George Carey, and you're listening to Daddy Issues. I get like this text from my cousin, and my cousin's gone, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I've gone, what? I've gone, what? I've gone, yo, Kevin, they've just said dad is... I was like, wipe your eyes, don't let anyone know you you know. know, See, my mum's not told me, so it's not official. 
Yeah. So obviously we've gone there now. Like I remember opening the doors and just my heart just felt a bit. Oh, I just felt weird. Yeah. We've opened the doors and we've gone to my dad's bed, but, the guy's but still he's still alive. alive. And I'm just thinking, I've gone what? what? I've gone what? Talk about miscommunication. A podcast dedicated to confronting fatherlessness. Fatherlessness often means that you end up asking these taxing questions of your identity mm-hmm. at all points mm-hmm. of the day. At seven, it, 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 it disrupts and changes childhood. At 13, it ends childhood. But more specifically, fatherlessness in successful people. An investor actually told me that he invests in people with daddy issues. If you have something to prove to your father, you will not stop yeah. until you've achieved it. You can either go, you know, the left avenue, just living up to, you know, expectations and the status quo, which is just doing nothing or just doing the wrong things, yeah. you know? And I said to myself, I've got to go the other route. Yeah. And of course, it's going to be more hard work, but I feel like that's the most exciting part. It was a sort of jet propulsion effect rather than it leaving me demotivated and drifting. It sort of powered me to want to get on with life. It is an incredible world out there and it's a gift to be living. And that's only propelled it through my father's death. Like, it's a gift to be breathing and waking up in the morning. Thank you so much for listening and hope you enjoyed the podcast. This is really the first time where I've been able to openly speak about the situation and yeah. you know now even me speaking about it I'm just sort of thinking in my head okay like you know this made sense now and just yeah. it gives me that sense of closure because mm. I get to talk about it I just feel I'm a podcast something happens where I just feel open and I don't know is it because I have the space or the safety but I will say things in podcasts that I would never think of saying in another interview. Oh, 100%. You know what? You're not the only person that said that to me. I've I've definitely had this conversation with lots of people because I think it's because the onus really is on just listening to Mm -hmm. people and knowing that you can, you know, let it all hang out. Like, you know, I'm I'm sat talking to you in just an old hoodie and tracksuit bottoms. Like, you know, I have a no dog on my lap. Asleep. Yeah, exactly. We're just, we're, just, we're just chilling. We're just, you know, we're, yeah. we're just chatting and there's no pressure. And I think that it's friends amongst friends, you know, and it's a lovely yeah. friendship that I'm that I'm enjoying developing <laughs> with the yeah. times that we catch up and see each other out and about and we chat and DM. This is the them. most we've ever talked. Yeah, but this, Top, is, yeah. But this, yeah. Is, this is it. And I think, and, I, and I'm really enjoying it because it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's just a new way to, to get to know somebody and I think um there is just an ease and a comfort that com- that comes with that I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's weird you can't quite describe it do you find from like you know doing your own podcast compared to you know, being on radio one or being on a red carpet interviewing people do you see a different kind of person when it's a podcast oh 100 because I think when it comes to like like my radio show people mm-hmm. are in promo mode and there's nothing wrong yeah. with that at all but that's that is that's just the that's just the facts people have got an album or a single they want to they want to promote they definitely come mm-hmm. in as themselves but there's that objective it's to come in you give a great performance in a live lounge we have a very brief chat before and after the performance but it's it's very quick because we, we are literally on a clock you know you've got three minutes to chat and then and the artist goes back into rehearsal in the studio then they perform we, we chat in between that but it's it's just a different vibe completely like I remember I had Little Mix on the show before and then I did a podcast episode of mine with, with Jade we spoke for ages and I just got such a better sense of who she is because she was just chilling, you know, cup of tea, 
talking about her life from Newcastle to London. And we just wouldn't have had that experience when she's got three minutes of chatting mm-hmm. before, you know, singing DNA. <laughs> I think that's what the single was at the time. Yeah. <laughs> And at this time, there's not a lot of things we can do, but we can talk and we can chat and we can listen and we'll keep on doing it. We sure will, hon. Like, listen, I've definitely got a lot queued up to uh, listen to as I wash my dishes. So that's good. <laughs> and keep, keep on with the baking because I, I'm very impressed. My problem is... I baked like two cakes last week and then I was like, oh shit, I've got to eat it as well. <laughs> well, yeah, this is the thing. Cause it, do you know what? Although you can do a safely distance, uh, like swap with some neighbours. Like my neighbour Anna just put some sourdough bread on my uh, mat the other week. And so when I do my next cheesecake, I'm going to leave some uh-huh. on hers and it's all so- safe and all good. My next door neighbour, Anne, she's been baking for the road and she keeps leaving stuff. But I'm afraid her stuff is such high quality. I'm embarrassed to give her what I'm baking. <laughs> so I'll just eat it instead. But maybe if I build up over here for another week or two or a few weeks or whatever, uh, maybe, maybe it'll be good enough to be able to actually share it with the neighbours. Clara, thank you so much. I've loved this. I've loved it. Thank you. And that's it. Another episode down as we delve deep into my guest's audio world. I hope you get cast away by today's top podcast picks. Yeah, I just said that, sorry. All of the podcasts we've mentioned today are included in the episode show notes. Now, if you love this conversation as much as I did, please share your thoughts by leaving a review. And if you'd like to receive weekly installments of Cast Away delivered straight to your phone, hit the subscribe button. Until next time, that's it from me. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.